Hi everyone, this is Roberta Fallon and you're listening to Art Blog Radio. Our podcast today is sponsored by the Philadelphia Fine Art Fair coming April 4th through the 7th to the 23rd Street Armory in Philadelphia. The PFAF features 35 select galleries from Philadelphia and around the world with treasures for every budget. More information at www.philfineartfair.com. Today I'm speaking with Cecily Sherman. Hi, Cecily. Hi, Roberta. Cecily is, we're in her home, her beautiful home, and which is covered with art from top to bottom, and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Cecily and her husband, Philip, collected art for 40 years or more, and Cecily herself is a former Philadelphia public school English teacher, high school English teacher, and a self-confessed art addict. So you've been collecting since the early 1970s, and your collection, you just walked us through your very large collection, and you've got work from the 70s, you've got work from earlier than that, you have Kathy Colwitz, for example, and George Bellows. So how did you start being a collector? Was it you or your husband or together? How did that start? No, I was, I was really very interested in art always. My cousin was an artist who used to walk around, who was friendly with Barnes. And he, Albert Barnes. Yeah, he went to, he, he graduated from Pop, was a Guggenheim winner and uh, as a kid I would watch him paint and his wife was a piano teacher and that's where I would go for my piano lessons so I was there all the time. So you were um, a music person. You Did you ever paint yourself? I never painted. I, but I, you love painting. And to this day I never have picked up a paintbrush but I do love looking at art. I can tell. You're very enthusiastic about art. When we took a walk through your house, you kept saying about this piece and that piece, I had to have it. I had to have it. That was oh. the recurring motif of your conversation. And that was just very dear to me because oh. it meant you loved it so much. You really had to have it. Yes, thank you. Um, I started out collecting prints. And that's all I understood. I love black and white prints. And I saw my very first piece was a Ruwalt. And uh, then it just grew. But I really dabbled mostly in that. And then one day my husband said, we ought to look at some color. And then we went into the 1920s period where we saw all these beautiful things of Carl's and, well, the Hartley and all that other, and Dove, Necro, and, and I really began to love that. And uh, th that's the next evolution. Then after that, I went to Mary Shaw and Peter's house for an afternoon visit, and there was all these radical paintings. And I took one look, and I was just caught off guard. I thought it was the most magnificent thing I had ever seen. And I, when we left, I said to my husband, I'm finished with the other. This is where we're heading. To the and big to paintings. The big number color. to the, to, yeah. Uh, no more storytelling. It was now, 
a feeling of paint and intensity and, and encompassing and all the other wonderful things that all this does for you. Now, the one of the nice thing that happens is you go to a gallery here or a gallery there, but then you learn about the art fairs. And when you go to the art fairs, there is a group of galleries where you have your choice. And you can begin to learn and you explore and you discover all kinds of great things. And a whole new world is opened up to you, both intellectually, aesthetically, socially. Here is this wonderful man that I just met at the last art fair at Scope, and there he was. And what is happening here in Philadelphia that's exciting, I just got an invitation to the Milan, the Milan uh, Art Fair. A VIP came in the mail, and how exciting. But here I am going to one three blocks away. What could be better for Philadelphia? Mm -hmm. Having our own art fair. So that part is really exciting. We thank Rick for doing this. Totally. And not only that, but you're being honored this year as the 2019 Art Collector of the Year. I know. I'm absolutely pleased this could be about that. Do you have to give a speech? I hope not. <laughs> And your friend, Mary Shaw, you spoke about her a minute right. ago, is going to present the award to you. She wrote a book about collecting. I mean, seriously, how wonderful is that? Everything falls in place. That's right. So, and Mary's going to be selling her book in the art fair, which is kind of nice because Paula Cooper ran out. Is that amazing? Yes. Quite amazing. I, yeah, Mary and Peter are amazing. So is your... Do you have any budding art collectors in your family? You have children who are grown and grandchildren, right? right. Um, Do they go out with their pocketbooks and purchase art? No, not yet. My, are they going to shop your collection? But actually, my, my, one of my grandsons has won a couple awards for his painting, but he's not really, it's just something that he does along with soccer and all the others. It's not like totally focused, but he, but he likes to sit and, you know, and paint and evidently it seems uh Did work. it rub, it rubbed off on him? Maybe being at your house, seeing all the The paintings? kids grew up with this, my son and daughter-in-law and son-in-law and everybody who comes to this house sees art all the time and it's kind of nice. Very it nice. does rub off. So how many pieces of art have you, you just had a, um, a collection book put together. Your husband passed, I'm very sorry. And yes. Philip. And he was amazing. I'm sure he was. Well, let me back up then. Did you and he have the same taste in art? Did yes. you ever argue about he wanted something and you said, no, I want this? No, what we do is buy both. <laughs> Seriously. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's what would happen. Do you like that? It's yours. Uh, we'll figure a way how to do it, but that's exactly what had happened one or two times. Most of the time we agreed. Or one would back off and say, well, you know what? I'm really beginning to see yours in another light, and so that would work. Do you think that it's true that the more time you spend with the art, you grow to love it more? Oh, absolutely. Our, our life really centered around going to 
art galleries, going to art infused things. I mean, you know, our whole world really still our we loved our family, but our social things always encompass some form of art. I I want to say that you you bought all over the place, right? You would, right. you talked about Milan. You're going to go to Milan now to the art fair. You talked previously about Germany, being in Germany and Venice, but you also have Philadelphia art. We right? do have a lot of Philadelphia artists. We do. So you support the home team. Oh, we do. Kevin Strickland and Astrid and Astrid Bowlby and Tristan Lowe. Tristan Lowe, who I adore, and Anthony, Anthony Camposano. Right. Yeah, good. Good eye. Philadelphia artists. Is Michael Quinn in there? Who's from Philadelphia? And then the old timers, Arthur B. Carls, and forgot about them. Arthur B. Carls and Earl or Earl Hoyter, and yeah, there are a lot of Philadelphias here. There are. You could yeah, count them up. You've got about a, that. You've got a little series oh, yeah, of Harry artists. Uh, Phoebe Adams. Phoebe Adams. Yes. And Massimo Frucci, that one, also lived in Philadelphia for a while. He teaches now at St. John's, or did. Huh. He was the head of the art department, I think. So do you think the art fairs are the place that people should go to look for Absolutely. art? Absolutely. What a wonderful place to learn. You go there, and a whole new world is open to you, and there are choices, and you can discover what works for you. And you grow, because as you go year after year, you begin to see new things and exciting things. Absolutely. So you said to us that you really love the work of Philip Sims, for example. Yes. And we're looking at one right now. Oh, Winston it's Roth, who I adore. Winston Roth, also. Right. Philip Sims, I bought at, I don't want to put that from, sorry, I thought I bought that at Basel. It was at Frank Garrett's that I bought at Basel. And the Anish Kapoor I bought at the New York uh, Pier Show. And then we went back to London to look at it again. Bought it at, from Listen Gallery. and But it was actually at a, a Pier Show. I mean, uh, you know. And tell the, story an about, tell the story about the Anish Kapoor, because there's a story that people should know about this sculptural work that weighs a lot. Weighs and, 500 pounds. And how did it get to your Oh, that was wonderful. The woman who sold us the piece knew that it was going to be on the second floor. And she came to make sure the weight would, you know, the weight would work. We had it all planned, and then all of a sudden, a single driver comes up carrying this piece, and he has no idea what the weight is. There's no way that a, a single individual could possibly bring that into the house. So we pointed to the second floor. He said, uh-uh. Turned around and went back to New York. Within with your a piece? month, with my piece, within a month, a crew came with one of those, what do you call those? A uh, cherry picker? A cherry picker. A cherry picker and uh, five guys came and they pulled this cherry picker all the way up to the second floor, took it out of its box, and then with a rug, they brought it into the house and put it on this bench. Meantime, a whole neighborhood was closed off. 
I'm watching this piece as it's going up the air, and, one, and people are stopping and looking. What's that? And it was it was a fun night. I did manage to uh, photograph the whole. Of course, I was going to photograph everything that was going to happen there. It was an exciting time. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, I bet they use piano movers, right? It sounds like a kind of, you know, the old-fashioned piano, right. grand piano going to the now second this was, floor? These were art, art handlers. Art handlers, yeah, who knew what they were doing. But they trained as piano they movers. Trained, they had to train as piano. Where else could you learn to, to do that? Absolutely, Roberta. So are you going to be at the Philadelphia Fine Art Fair, like from the start to I the closing? I am going to be there. Every single day you will see me there in the mornings. I'm probably one of the last ones to close all days. There is no way that I will not be there. I'm excited, and I've invited tons of friends, and hope I will see them. And they buy and learn and do all the other right things. And how about people that you don't know and that maybe have never been to an art fair ever? Maybe they've never been in a gallery. I Should know. they go? I mean, I've there's lots of people out I there. I know. Like I that. was absolutely in the state of shock because I was giving out, uh, talking about them and talking about here's some passes because they had never been to an, a fair or an art gallery, but they liked art. They would go to a museum, but they've never been to a gallery, which I find another world. Uh, so hopefully they will be coming, and and uh, the world will be open to them as well. It, I think there's a difference between putting yourself in a position to purchase something versus going to a museum where it's all just to look at. You know right. what I mean? So it's hard for people to put on their shopping hat and go into a gallery or go to an art fair. They get sticker shock, you know what I mean? I go because I learn. I don't go just to buy. I mean, it's nice when I see something and I, I have to have it. But I also go so that it's a wonderful learning experience. And an affair encompasses so many different types of art. So that becomes even more exciting. And it's a good... One of the things I always like to think about is talking about art in a gallery. Right. It's really important to bring a buddy with you to talk about the art. You had your husband. Right. And you, all, you would go together. But I found that... conversations. I like the conversation with the gallery owner. Sure. Because most gallery owners are really very nice, and they talk about their art, and they're, and they're willing to teach you and tell you about... They're artists and what the artist is trying to say to you and and, and make you feel comfortable. Uh, that's the, that's real, the, the compass of a good gallery owner. And a whole gang of them in one place is wonderful. That's what you get at a fair. And the artists show up, too, a and, lot of times. Yes. So you get to meet the artists. That's true. Have you met some of the artists responsible for the pieces that you Winston, collect? Well, I call Winston and say, uh, which day are we meeting? And he shows me his Winston new Roth. art. Yeah, Winston Roth, yeah, is just a wonderful artist. And uh, that's how I met Gunter Umberg. because uh, I was interested in buying his piece. And they said, wait, he's here. And he was on another floor, and they called him, and I got to talk to him, and that part was nice. And uh, so you both meet the artist and the gallery owner, and what could be nicer? 
And it becomes a nice social world, too. Because if you keep going year after year after year, you see the same, they know you and you know them. And it's really a very comfortable, exciting world. It is exciting. There's no better word for this world. I think that's yeah. true. I think that's true. And is your family going to come to uh, your award ceremony when you get to be collector of the year? Are they going to be there to cheer for you? My son can't come. Oh. He's he's an oncologist at Sloan, and it's his week of clinic, and he couldn't get out of it. Is that sad? Bummer. He's yeah. He's trying to figure out, you know, what he can do, but. What, but my daughter and her whole family will be there. My cousins are coming in from all over. Relatives are are moving in, and that that part will be exciting. Yes, That's and great. a lot of friends are going to be there. Great. So, when you were teaching high school English, did you collect art way back then, or did you ever see yourself owning a house that had? all this art in it, more than a hundred pieces? When I was teaching English, I already was into art. I was just beginning to go to galleries in Philadelphia, which were really very limiting. And so my sense of art was also limiting because that's all I saw. It's not like the excitement that we have now. Now it's very vibrant and intense. And you can go up and down streets, and there's tons of galleries to choose from. But in the, when I first was teaching, that wasn't so. There was one here or there, and that was it. And then I discovered New York, and that um, that was a whole new world for me. It was a total opening. I was lucky my son was in school there, so we would go visit, then goodbye, right to a gallery. And so it worked. And he stayed there for 10 years, so it made it even better. So you bonded with New York, is that I, what you're saying? I really did. I mean, he was in school this time. Yeah. Well, Cecily Sherman, thank you so much for talking with us. I love meeting you, and this has been a real treat for meeting both of you. Thank you so much. Um, I've been speaking with Cecily Sherman. She is going to be honored at the Philadelphia Fine Art Fair as Collector of the Year this year. And the fair itself is from April 4 to 7 at the 23rd Street Armory. Tickets and more information about Cecily and about the art fair at the fair's website, www.philfineartfair.com. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Roberta. Goodbye, Cecily.